Minus. All right, the squad is back, albeit we may have to audible for the time being away from the Flex Squad name because we are now somewhat the soccer squad, albeit Shane doesn't seem as into the FIFA World Cup as the rest of us. But we're back, baby. I've got my squad here, starting with my boy, Shane. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm going to rebuild the Atlanta Hawks in under an hour and a half. That's fantastic. Uh, I still don't exactly know the name of your GM, but if uh, he doesn't succeed, I hope that you'll get this position versus that stupid podcast position that you applied for. Couldn't agree more. Perfect. Ramu, Ann Arbor, MBA graduate. How are you doing, buddy? Good, man. I'm ready to fire this thing up, and I'm actually excited to see how this all pans out on Thursday. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, of course. Of course, of course. And last but not least, Pari, resident Atlanta United fan, resident Serbian <laughs> soccer fan, you resident soccer unemployed fan. NBA graduate. How are we doing? Man, I want to let you know I'm missing uh, the new episode of Below Deck Mediterranean, uh, where we'll be finding out uh, what will be the consequences of Casey forging her resume. So it's a huge sacrifice for me to be here. Wow, that's big. I really appreciate it. Well, let me just say, this is my favorite draft that I, or excuse me, this podcast that I do. It is the NBA draft. And for a second year in a row, all of our teams are relevant in this, uh, in this draft. And I could not be more excited for the next hour to hour and a half, which we will talk all sorts of silliness from European basketball players to six foot one Oklahoma guards. It's going to be amazing. Uh, So a quick rundown is we're going to go pick by pick through the lottery you, we can do trades. It's what we think the teams should do. It's not what we think the teams are going to do, which I think will probably uh, <laughs> come off clear within the first two or three picks. And I'll, uh, I'll list out the team. I'll list out the, the, the soccer squad member that's, that's repping them, and we'll go from there. Ray, Shane, Ramu, Hari, you guys ready? Yeah, before we start, I, I – I feel like we have to say Ramu is the defending champ. He picked Jason Tatum six or seven and then Donovan Mitchell last year. I'm not sure he knew who either of them were, but he is definitely the defending champ. I remember hearing Ramu type into his computer and then yell Donovan Mitchell. So I don't know how much he knew what he was doing. But, uh, yeah, congrats, Ramu, I guess. Yeah, we're ready to blast off again. Uh, No, (laughs) I mean, Google works. That is a that is a great point in that Ramu, uh, for all the hard times that we give him, somehow succeeded in his draft. So good job, Ramu. You have an eye for talent. And with that, let's kick it kicked off with Ramu first pick, Phoenix Suns. You got four minutes on the uh, on the board. Give us what you got. Uh, uh, I don't need four minutes. I think let's we'll make this one. Let's make the first pick kind of quick. Um, I know this might screw up some of the other guys, but coming off um, a very impressive ACB win, I'm going with Luka Doncic, my boy. <laughs> Great pick, Ramu, off the top rope. Yeah, Ramu's okay. already won this year, too. Uh, Ramu, I, think it, I think it is a really smart pick. Listen, I know they have a really big incentive to pick up DeAndre Anton, and they've kind of made it known that they're going to pick him. So the way the draft's going to go on Thursday is, Anton's going to go first, and, and I don't think anyone's going to be really surprised about that. But from everything I've read, everything that the analysts are saying about this guy, this is a smart pick for the future. And if the Suns are a young team right now that they want to build around Booker and Jackson, like this is the, this is the person they want to have on their team to complement those players. Um, big guy, can pass well, you know, probably a little bit slow on defense and not as versatile on the defensive side. But this is a guy that I can see can really make a difference and also – can really elevate that Suns team. Um, also, I like the swag. Coming out saying he wants to date Jennifer Aniston, hell yeah, let's go, man. I think this is a superstar in the midst just waiting to, to burst. So I think Luca's a great pick, but I'd love to hear from you guys why this is or isn't, or, or you know, why would you pick DeAndre over him? So I have something to chime in. Well, I'll let the I'll let the player analysis sides go first before I get into some of my theories around the DeAndre Ayton Phoenix Suns tie-in. But Shane, you've had a boner for Luka Doncic uh, since really he wa- he like showed up in Europe. So what are your thoughts on this pick? Great pick. This should be a no doubt 
no-brainer on Thursday. He's perfect in Phoenix, and their new head coach is his coach in Slovenia. I mean, it couldn't be more lined up. Um, he's perfect in Phoenix mainly because it allows Devin Booker to work off the ball. Um, and then, yeah, I agree with Ramu. Like, his defense might not be, you know, great, but that's why you have Josh Jackson, who's not a scorer, not really a playmaker. He's more kind of a, a good role player, but he's also very strong defensively. So you say Josh Jackson barred the best perimeter player on the other team every night, and Luka Doncic the playmaker, and Booker just gets bucket. I mean, roster-wise, it just makes so much sense. And then if I'm Phoenix, I'm taking Luka and then throwing a whole lot of money at Aaron Gordon and going out with those four. But what? But, okay, so there's my question exactly. How are you starting? Are you starting Josh Jackson, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, and Aaron Gordon? Yeah, that's my yeah one through four. I don't. <laughs> this what's, this what's is that taking that, that like a, that shoot, shooters league idea and just taking it to like the nth level that you just like run out there well, with nine shooters. We already know that I We already know that I don't like centers and. I'm not saying that I personally influenced both conference finals, but name me the like true center that played in the conference finals. I was so, going to think about actually, Go ahead, Harry. Don't say Horford. Yeah. I, no, I wasn't going to say Horford. I was going to say that I, I've been re, I read a really interesting stat, and I was going to say it on this uh, podcast, but of the 30 most valuable seasons in the league over the past three seasons, 70% of them have come from perimeter players, and only one has come from a front court player and it was Draymond Green who cracked the top five. It is crazy, right? And I, I think it's exactly where you're going with this, is that, like, it is a perimeter shooting league now, uh, thanks to Steph Curry. We can have that separate conversation about how much he's transformed the league and how much better he is than LeBron. But we, <laughs> but more importantly, like, it's now a perimeter league, and I think that, like, if, you're right. If the Suns are going to build, right, build in the model of the best team that's out there. Yeah, that's interesting. I I still <clears throat> don't foresee like that sort of formula working for Phoenix. At the end of the day, like you still need, in my mind, at least a true point guard. Like the reverse of what you said, Shane, is that like yes, you need wings, but at the end of the day, like the point guard is what makes a lot of these teams, especially if Kyrie was with Boston in the conference finals, like go. Like Steph makes that team go, albeit you know maybe it's more of his outside shooting than it is playmaking. But I and like LeBron sort of is like an, a once in a lifetime like point guard that's six eight. Now, if you think Luca could be LeBron, that's maybe a different discussion. But I don't know. I don't. I was thinking about this from Phoenix's perspective of like you just invested a third overall pick in Jackson. You've obviously got Booker who slotted perfectly at the wing, and then they've got Marquise, Chris, and Dragon Bender in the front court, which is like obviously where you need help. So I I think they're obviously going to go Aiton for that reason, but Doncic might be once in a, in a lifetime talent. So, but yeah, I also think you go Aiton. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. No, I was just going to say, you go Aiton because he's a hometown guy, right? I mean, I think that's the easiast pick on the board for you. Yeah. So if you need to build Aiton Phoenix, right? Let me comment exactly on that part, which is that the Suns were amongst one of 10 teams whose viewership was down last season in the local Phoenix area and were tied for fifth worst rating. And so for me, like, I also do think there's that element of, like, we need to get people back in the stands and, like, old retired people in Phoenix don't know and watch European basketball, but they know DeAndre Ayton, and so he will sell tickets. Yeah, so I definitely think this was – so everyone's saying, you know, or when, when they hired Kokoshkov to be their coach, everyone was like, oh, this definitely means they're taking Luka. But then it, it very quickly in, turned into they're taking Ayton. I definitely think this was from the top. Like, Sarver hired the guy saying, hey, we're drafting DeAndre Ayton. You can take this head coaching job or not. That's what yeah. I think happened. That's fair. Okay. All right. It's, like, that's, it's that's been from the very beginning that he was going to be the, the, the son pick for the last two months. Yeah. No, I agree. So that's, that's enough on uh, the first overall pick. We're over time already. So this is going to be a very fun, fun, long podcast. Coming back to uh, full circle, Ramu, are you happy with your pick based on our analysis? Yeah, I think it was a smart pick. I think it was the right pick. I'm glad to hear what you guys hey, said. Let's move on. on. Let's do it. <laughs> Ramu, great job. Ramu thought he did a great job. So, great job. Good job, Ramu. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you an A. 
Um, all right, on to the second overall pick, the Sacramento Kings, represented by yours truly, Bob Myers, a.k.a. Samino the Wonder. So this makes it interesting because I'll say I thought Luca was going to be there, um, who is a great <laughs> fit on this team. <laughs> but since he's not, give me a little bit of that DeAndre Ayton accent. Like, I think they're in a tier of their own. I think it's one-two with those two guys, especially DeAndre's passing and his what I hope to be an effective three-point shot could be, like, game-changer, Christophe Porzingis-style, where, like, those are the centers you need to kind of beat up on these wing-heavy small ball lineups. And DeAndre at 7 foot with a 7'5 wingspan, 250, he's he's going to be banging some bodies down low. But the thing I'll say is Sacramento is where draft prospects, prospects like, go to die. Like, they have not <laughs> been able to successfully – develop a young player in I don't know how long, but if you're getting Since a core of year, what's up? Since Boogie. Yeah, I guess, yeah, since Boogie, and he was an asshole. Um, so clearly, like, he, they weren't able to fix his attitude. But, like, Harry Giles, that's, like, fun and cute and everything, but, like, he's probably made in this league for a backup center position. But a De'Aaron Fox, DeAndre Ayton, like, center point guard combo gets me excited for the future. So, Vlade Divac, come on down, baby, and uh, please develop DeAndre Aiden to the passer that you once were. Hari, any thoughts? Oh, I mean, you nailed exactly what I was going to say, because if you want to draft a center and you don't want them to succeed, you should definitely be the Sacramento Kings. It is, like, it is my favorite. Like, we went to Summer League and watched these guys who are absolute trash, these draft picks for the Kings. Oh, my God. Like, it was miserable. And, like, I can't, like, I was looking, I'm actually looking at their old draft pick. The year they took Cousins, the first round they took Bismarck Biombo, then Thomas yep. Robinson, then yep. Ben McElmore, which is, uh, okay, fine, Nick Stauskas, Willie Cauley-Stein, Marquise Chris, Pierre Fox. Like, it is, like, a don't forget, of errors. Don't forget Giorgios Papagiannis. Oh. Yeah, Giorgios Papagiannis, which is another mess. Like, the whole thing is a mess. Um, I don't know, like... DeAndre Ayton feels desperately like they are going to draft him. Or if, if this was true, they would draft him, and then immediately he would be miserable and horrible. And then Vivek Randuve would try and put him in that four people down, one people back scenario that he's trying, is trying not to work on. Yeah, it's it's sad to say, but like maybe with the Sacramento Kings, like hiring that like analytics guy, I'm blanking on his name, but he came over from Europe. Uh, like maybe he shed some light. Uh, Luke Bourne. Um, maybe shed some light on like what they need to do, but Jesus Christ, please make DeAndre Ayton work. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like that pick for Sacramento. Like, I think either of those guys is a great fit, so they're in a great spot. But uh, I will. I'm just gonna laugh when they end up taking like Jaron Jackson Jr. in the real draft. All right, on to the third pick, Atlanta Hawks who are said to be in the process of a turnaround um, in the next hour, represented by none other than our boy Shane. Shane, you are on the clock, my friend. All right. Well, I'm very happy to say that we have our first trade of the night. Oh, oh, a trade? A trade? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have our first trade. The Atlanta Hawks will be trading... The third pick and the 19th pick to the Orlando Magic for the sixth pick and my boy, Jonathan Isaac. Stop it. That is your dumbest trade. So dumb. I told told Shane when he texted me this week, if the Hawks actually made this trade, I would just stop being a Hawks fan. I would just quit being a fan of this team. Because the Hawks are going to get... Why is Jonathan Isaac had three injuries on two feet? You only own two feet as a human, and he has somehow three injuries on them. I, it was amazing. Jonathan Isaac is done. His, he, I, this is the thing. Is I don't understand why teams don't, like, blow it up early on. Like, we're in the middle of a rebuild, and they say, like, once they say rebuild, they assume that every draft pick they got to keep after that. Jonathan Isaac didn't play any games last season, and if you hurt your feet, I don't understand how you can possibly pay, play basketball, especially if you hurt it at the rate that he's hurting it at. 
Yeah. All right. So I have I have two things here, which like Shane, I need this. I figured a move was coming, and all right, fine. My question is, why give up the 19th pick? Like, if 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 the Hawks indeed do this, I feel that you can give up the third pick to trade back four or three spots and pick up the sixth pick and Jonathan Isaac, considering like Orlando may not be that high on him. Like they maybe look to sign Aaron Gordon in free agency. And so like him and Jonathan Isaac like, kind of play the same position because Isaac couldn't really play the five last year. So just ask, just tell me this, like why do you really think it'll take both those picks if they want to move back and get Jonathan Isaac? Okay. So Jonathan Isaac was what the fifth or sixth pick in the draft last year. So the way I looked at it was, there is a very clear tier one of Luka Doncic and DeAndre Ayton. I don't love Jaron Jackson, Mo Bamba, um, Wendell Carter Jr. I feel like all those guys are kind of grouped into Marvin Bagley, all kind of grouped into the same spot. So if I feel like I can get the same value at three, then I can at six, and I can pick up a an extra lottery pick. What, what I think that kind of comes down to is really trading Jonathan Isaac for the 19th pick if I group three and six as pretty, pretty equal. And so that's where I think it's worth the risk. I think Jonathan Isaac is, is someone that, I, yes, I realize I'm his agent, so I have to say this, but going into last year's draft, like, I think he is, a, he is someone that fits into the modern game very well. He can play the four, switch everywhere across the court, and he's a rebounder. Yes, injury concerns, I, I totally understand. But I think that this is the kind of pick, and the Hawks are in the kind of position where you take that risk. And so, uh, so I, I, I feel good about this. Okay. Ramu, Hawks fan, if you heard them say this on the loudspeaker on Thursday, you know, Adam Silver comes up and says it's been traded, what, what would your reaction be? So uh, Ramu stepped this one out. I told him he could sit this pick out. Uh, we didn't need his opinion. The trade was already in. He's not here right now. Uh, uh, so, Hari, you are on the clock, my friend. I am okay. on the clock. And I, so, I won. I'm very happy with this trade. I think, like I said, I, I think now you start back at square one if you're the Magic. It was not a very good season. Let's go ahead and start back at square one. And I think you do it by drafting a generational shooting talent. I'm going to take Trey Young with this pick. Um, Whoa! I think, oh, Let's go. Listen, you want to bring some excitement down to Orlando? You really want to get the ball shooting? I think you like bring Trey Young in. Already, DJ Augustine is only playing half the game, so at least you can platoon if it, like for some reason it's not working. And I think you deal Augustine or figure out a way to get him off the books because he's eating up a huge sum of contract. I think he's just a, he's like a perfect pick in this spot for the Orlando Magic. I think like the only reason I would have traded up is to get Trey Young because I, I actually agree with what a lot of what Shane said. I'm not super hot on any of these sort of big men that are here, whether it's Jaron Jackson or Marvin Bagley or whoever it may be, but I am very uh, high on Trey Young. I think he's going to be great. And, you know, he essentially dragged a not great Oklahoma team to the tournament. So I think he's going to be fantastic. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, that gives us the Hawks pick. Very exciting stuff. Uh, which yeah, also, traded Orlando. Uh-huh. Real quick, I definitely thought I was going to be able to get Trey Young at six. That was my plan. So thanks for saying that. <laughs> yeah, I 100% knew what your plan was. That's why I went to go to Trey Young. That's amazing. Well done. Well done. Openly say you don't like big men, and there's only one point card in this whole thing. So best of luck getting DeAnthony Nelson from USC. That's I'm great. My favorite part about all of this. DeAnthony Melton. My favorite part about all this is that John Hammond is the Orlando Magic GM, and he, like, only drafts people with, like, plus seven-foot wingspans and, like, plus six, eight in height. So um, that's, that's why we're doing both of you guys are wrong. <laughs> uh, but anyways, all right, moving on to the number four pick, the Memphis Grizzlies, represented again by Mr. Shane. Shane, put on your Chris Wallace hat and tell us what you can do. Yeah, so uh, I heard that there were trade rumors floating around for this pick, Samin. Oh, I don't want to trade anymore. <laughs> you said 10 minutes ago. It's falling apart. Oh, my God, it's all falling apart. The Hawks are going to end up That's fine. That's fine. And no, no one, no one will be able to be picked. 
disaster. No, but I'm going to be honest. So here's the reason I – well, I want to hear your pick. Well, Shane, assuming you have your, your mind made up on your pick, I'll be honest in saying if the Mavs are in this position, I'm curious to see if they take the gamble. Because, Hari, I was telling mm. you, Shane, what I am curious to see if the Mavs do is do they take on Chandler Parsons' atrocious contract to trade up to four – send Memphis Wesley Matthews to make the contracts work and essentially swap picks with them. But my thought here, and Shane, again, I don't know who you're going to draft, but you don't slot in Mo Bamba with Mark Gasol because Memphis has to win now, you know, at least mandated by their general manager. And so I'm curious to see who the win now pick is that Shane takes. So Shane, you are on the board. Well, sir. Fox. Yes, the GM says that I need to win now. But in this instance, I'm the GM. And so that scenario does not exist. And I'm the GM in the West in the Western Conference. And I have what Conley's what, 29, 30 years old, Gasol is 32, 33. Hell no, I'm not trying to win now. So I'm taking best player available, which means I'm taking your boy. Mo Bamba at four. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. So that's just happening. Yeah. So and and the so the reason I, I you know you again you you group Mo Bamba badly, um, Jaron Jackson kind of all together, and I think Jaron Jackson's the best right now defensively. I think Bagley is the best right now offensively, but I think Bamba's potential is Clint Capella with a three point shot which I think his potential kind of takes him above those other two. Um, so I like Bamba the most out of that group of three big men. Um, so, yeah, so I, I take Mo Bamba here at, uh, at four, and then I spend the rest of the night trying to trade Mike Conley and Mark Gasol. Okay, interesting. Mo Bamba doesn't want to come to workouts in Memphis, doesn't share his medicals, oh. and openly told the Memphis Grizzlies he doesn't want to play there. But you are okay drafting him at four. Yeah, I don't care about any of that. That's that fucking Eli Manning for the next and, uh, five years. Listen, Eli Manning essentially demanded a trade on uh, on the night of the the actual draft. So I, I don't see how, how you did that in the NBA, Kobe. I mean, uh, the other thing is like as you as you just said, your strategy, which is draft Mo Bamba, trade Mike Conley and Marcus All. Like your owner would be firing you right then and there. It would be amazing. Yeah. This is no, a I got my owner's offer. permission to do this. I'm like the this same is the worst. Of worst my owners here. are in. <laughs> no chance. Uh, it's a fascinating. Everything is fascinating wrong with stuff. Uh, well, okay. I mean, I respect what you did. Uh, I don't think there's but any chance. But do you get my reasoning for it? I like. I kind still of don't get your reasoning. No, I yeah. I, I guess I don't either. Like you have. Yeah, you have Marc Gasol, who, like, is still a very good player. Like, I get that he's old, but he is very, very good. And you guys are, like, capped out. And so you can't just be, like, waiting on someone to develop over the next two or three years. Like, you have to go win now. But you have a very forward. So I'm supposed to go aim for the seven seed in the West for the next two years. And then Conley and Gasol are old, and what do I do after that? I'm the seventh uh, for two years, and then I start over again? I mean, it's not as – but, like, that's what I think people forget is, like, in some cities, like, getting the seventh seed is considered, like, winning. Like, in Memphis, if we're that's making fair. a playoff, that's a like, good point. we're happy. And, Shane, in your scenario, where is Mo Bamba vaulting that team to? You're not a you're not a playoff contender all of a sudden just because you have Bamba. I realize that. Thanks for me. Um, yes. Yeah, so the whole point is that we are bottoming out. Um, well, I also just realized that I don't have my 2019 pick. This is a horrible strategy. I wish I would have taken badly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the pick you should have traded. This is the one. I feel like I'm going to take badly if I want to trade it. Just no, it's Bamba over. The pick, is, the pick is in. The pick is in, and you are fired, my friend. On to the next pick. <laughs> Number five. That's fair. I the Dallas that. Mavericks, represented by yours truly, 
Um, and I will openly, I, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come to each one of you and I'm going to offer each one of you a trade. And I will do it in the order that of interest that I have. And you can just say yes or no. Ramu, I'm going to start with you, which is I will trade you the fifth pick for Lori Markinen and your seventh pick. Would you do that trade for the Chicago Bulls? Wait, am I the Bulls GM too now? Yeah, you're the Bulls <laughs> yes. GM. We have to be multiple GMs. There isn't 12 of us here. Why would you You're think you could only be one GM? I thought it was the Charlotte well, Bobcats, were not it? No, it's, it's, it's C-H-A. Okay, tell me the trade again. Fifth, fifth and Lori for? I will give you the fifth pick for Lori Markkinen and the seventh pick. No, I wouldn't take that. Oh, great job, Ramu. Great job. I thought you were going to pull a me from Memphis and just screw it up totally. <laughs> please, please move on to me. Keep this going. Keep this going. I will keep this going. Uh, my next offer is to Hari Gopal. All right. Which is, I will trade you the fifth pick and... The 35th pick in this year's draft for your 10th pick and Markel Fultz and Dario Saric, which in order to make the salaries match, I send you Wesley Matthews. Okay, so I told, I'm going to decline you for the same reason I declined. Shane had some trade for Markel Fultz also. I, I can't in good faith, trade away at a number one overall pick the year after. But you can blame it on the last GM. You can blame it on the last GM. That's fair, but I, I like, I can't in good faith say like because like I partially believe that Marco Fultz will find it. Uh, so I can't in good faith trade away that number one overall pick. Not the Come year. Come on after. over, Samin. Come on over. All right. Fair enough. Um, Shane, I would trade. For Mo Bamba, but I just like hearing that your plan has erupted and you've eliminated another Western Conference <laughs> team. So with the fifth pick, I'm taking Marvin Bagley Jr. Let's or Marvin Woo. Bagley third. Sorry, let's go. Rim runner will fit perfectly in Rick Carlisle's system. Uh, like needs to develop a three point shot. I'm aware of that. We have an, a fantastic shooting coach, and if you can average 21 and 11 in college, like I think you can play in the NBA. So Marvin Bagley. Come home, baby. I'm off the clock. To the sixth pick, which has been traded and was swapped. And now Shane with the Atlanta Hawks. You are on the clock, my friend. Who are you taking? Love it. All right. Well, this, I'm all right with how this works out, actually. Um, so, with the sixth pick, now keep in mind, I already have Jonathan Isaac. So, that's one all-star. Um, with the sixth pick, I will be taking Jaron Jackson Jr. JJJ, and that's if you will. A log jam at front court, but please explain us. <laughs> no, I disagree. Else. No, I don't. I don't agree with that. So, John Collins is good. I mean, he's no one that you have to like worry about drafting around. Um, and so I have my four with Jonathan Isaac, who's switchy around the court. Uh, and I have Jaron Jackson at five who, you know, if, if everything works out well for Jaron Jackson, like I think his, his ceiling is Al Horford, um, you know, can hit the three, uh, is never going to be the best rebounder. Hopefully he flinches less when balls come near him. Um, but <laughs> I think Jaron Jackson, like, I, honestly, I, I think like, if Luca goes two somehow, whether on, on Thursday in real life, um, if Luca goes two to either Sacramento or someone who trades to Sacramento, I think the Hawks are going to take Jaron Jackson. Um, so to get him here at six and have Jonathan Isaac on my squad as well, uh, I'm ready to roll with a front court of Jonathan Isaac, John Collins, and Jaron Jackson as my, as my three front court guys. I, I feel good about that. Interesting. Now I just got to figure out a way to get like any guard on my team. Yeah, well, my question is, like, what do you, isn't Torian Prince, like, the perfect small ball for, 
Like, isn't DeAndre Bembry, like, <clears throat> the guy to, like, run the point but, like, do it from a front court position? Like, what about all those guys? Yeah, so Bembry, like, won't be in the NBA in two years. He's very bad. Um, Torian Prince is a good three. Like, I, you know, yeah, he can play four, uh, especially if I'm the coach. Um, but, you know. <laughs> This is an amazing Scenario starting lineup is. for the Hawks. It's just three fours and a five. Three fours and a five. This is a process. Another guy is all it's This happen. is a process. I have, I have mine. So the Hawks are going to be awful this year regardless. So I have a top five pick going into next year. I also have the Cleveland Cavaliers first round pick next year, which I think might be top ten protected. And so – that might not translate because they're going to lose LeBron and be awful most likely. Um, or Gilbert tries to, you know, keep Kevin love and maybe spend a little cap room and, and I get a late lottery pick, whatever, that's fine. But uh, you can't, as much as I would have liked, as much as I said, I can solve all the Hawks problems in one night. Um, I was going to take, you've added so many more problems. You've taken so many, so much in problems. I I, but my height is not just unswitchable height that you, is going to get played off the court in the playoffs. That's where I feel okay with this. J- Jaron Jackson, like his main quality coming into the NBA is his switchability on defense and the fact that he's not going to get played off the court. Jonathan Isaac is a four that can switch one through four, maybe even one through five. And so my front court now, yeah, you know, would have liked to have gotten a guard. I think Trey Young is, is a fit, maybe not preferably not at three, maybe closer to the five, six range. Um, but I'm, I'm fine with this going forward. I, I feel like I got, yeah, John Collins, Jonathan Isaac, Jaron Jackson, and I don't have to draft a big for the next two years. I can just swing and miss at guards all I want. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this. My favorite is that the ceilings that you have for those players and the ceilings that I have for those players are, like, completely different. Jaron Jackson is, like, Miles Turner is, I think, who he ends up being. Jonathan Isaac is going to be, like, Mo Spates, but with less weight. And John Collins seems like J.J. Hickson, who just assaulted a girl while robbing, you know, that person. So, good luck. Whoa. Have fun in your front court. Whoa, okay, so, what, well, no, no, no. So, we're an Atlanta-based pod. Let's spend a minute on Atlanta. So, if you're at three, who do you take at three if you're Atlanta? So let, Honestly, me, let me say this. Oh, go ahead, Harry. Go ahead. No, I was just no, going to no, say, you, I you actually go. don't mind the Jaron Jackson pick. If it's a three, if it's a three and he's available, I actually don't mind Jaron Jackson. I think he's a good fit for what you think. With this crazy Jonathan Isaacs fantasy, I don't think it makes any sense. Um, but I actually, I think Jaron Jackson is very good. I mean, he's, he's like back at that. He's that sort of like three and D kind of guy, right? He's shooting 40% from three. He like can stretch the floor a bit. Like, I don't mind your Jackson. Like, I don't think I would take him on the Hawks like behind Trey. I, I started to warm on Trey Young, but I would take Trey Young and then I would take Jerry. If he's not available, I would take Jerry Jackson. Okay, what would I you think- do? My only thing is, like, I am not that big of a believer in Jaron Jackson. Like, I watched him in the tournament. I watched, like, more than I want to admit Big Ten basketball. And, like, the dude averaged 10 and 6. Like, I get it. Like, maybe it was because he wasn't getting playing time at the center position. Like, he had Miles Bridges to share the ball with. But, like, I guess he's good. But, like, I just don't see it. Like, I don't see him being much better than a role player. And, like, okay, fine. Like, you can say Al Horford is, like, a glorified role player. But, I don't know. He, like... What separates, like, how he plays from, like, Zach Collins from Gonzaga, the previous draft? Like, he's good. It's just meh. I like him a yeah, lot I, more I than think, I like Bagley, though. Yeah, well, I think what That's you're all. going for is Jaron Jackson's, like, 18 years old still or something. You know, or he's still one of the youngest players in the draft. He's got a lot of tools. And so, yeah, I, you know, he's a project, and he's never going to be the star or carry any part of your offense. Which is why I say the, the Al Horford ceiling is there, and I think it's fair because Horford is incredibly switchable. Now Horford's also an, an amazing passer. Um, that you know, I I don't think Jaron Jackson has shown those skills, but um, I just mean the switchability on defense. And I mean, he shot forty three percent from three point range last year. I mean, it's, it's an ugly shot, but it it's gone in across his entire career. So. 
I mean, if I can get a center that's switchable and isn't going to get played off the court and is going to shoot 37, 38% from three at six, and I add Jonathan Isaac, who I, you know, I still think it is, I would rather have Jonathan Isaac than the 19th pick in this draft, which with my, with the tiers, I think you can place them in. I, I really think it's worth the risk there. I think Jonathan okay. Isaac is hey. better value than anything you're getting at 19 is really what it comes down to. Shane, when, when Jonathan Isaac is on the bench with his injury, is he going to wear a suit over his t-shirt or is he going to wear one of the button downs underneath his suit? What kind of street clothes <laughs> are you going to go with? He's Florida, he's Florida State, so it'll probably be like a tank top. That's fair. <laughs> All right, let's move on because uh, Ramu's got a dinner to come to, and we're way we're, we're already off the rails. I love it. Uh, pick number seven, the Chicago Bulls, represented by Ramu Swami Anamale. It's Chicago, not Charlotte, even though you have Charlotte later. Who are you taking with the seventh pick, Ramu? Okay, let me do some quick analysis. Diku, 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 diku. Oh, man, what we need here. <laughs> Seriously, types it to his computer. We gave you so much lead time also with the last two picks. We've been, all we've been doing is talking about the last two picks. We've been researching during that time. <laughs> no, I don't have good Wi-Fi out here. I'm out in the burbs. I don't have good Wi-Fi out here. Uh, so Bamba's out. Uh, so I have Smith and Bridges as my top two picks for Chicago right now. And honestly, what I would actually like to do is, if anyone's interested in trade, I'd probably trade down if I was Chicago. Um, so I'd look to see what they could do to actually trade out of this pick and just get more assets later on. This is still a rebuilding year for Chicago, so I'm not super excited about any of these prospects right now. Um, but if I had to take someone, I'd probably take Mikel Bridges. I think you need someone in as a, as a kind of a wing and a defensive specialist that you can kind of put in there. Yeah. Oh, I, would I think he has proven gonna, himself at the Villanova. If you're willing to give up the pick, I'll I'll trade up my New York Knicks pick up to this one because I actually really want Michael Bridges. I think he's going to be great. Also, well, you want what the New York you New York to? Yeah, you got to give me something else. Yeah, you just, I'll just give you a big hug. We'll just swap the picks. I'll give you a big <laughs> hug. You, I'll give you more time to research. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just move forward. Let Don't me just do it, Ramil. Like no, we're not doing that. Um, what I like about Michael Bridges is. You know, he's a kind of a proven star at Villanova, even though he's a little bit quiet. I think you need someone that can be that kind of wor- that versatile wing, uh, three and D guy. Um, and he's proven himself Villanova. I like that. That he doesn't he doesn't need to be the star in Chicago. Um, you still have Laurie, and he'll be a good asset to Laurie. But I kind of just like the the experience and the depth that Mikel brings you. So that's my pick with Bridges. I like it. You know, I actually think it's a nice pick because they don't really have any, like, threes or fours on their roster. Like, Quincy Pondexter <laughs> is, like, the only guy, uh, which is just a sad thing to say. So, I like it. I like the pick. On to back-to-back, and this is an interesting one. The Cleveland Cavaliers, also represented by Ramuswamy Anamale. Ramu, you are on the clock. Yeah, so let me just pull up... Um... I was looking at a Google. VR report about like different scenarios that could happen to the Cavs, and a lot of these like a lot of these involve trading this pick and packaging with Kevin Love to entice LeBron. But the way I'm basically approaching this is that LeBron is going to leave. Let me pick up somebody that can be an asset to him, can work well with him, as well as if he does leave, I'm still building for my future. And so to me, if Trey Young is gone. That either leaves, I don't know how to say his last name, Shia and G. Shia Gilgis Alexander. Yeah. So either him or Mike. Is Michael Porter still on the board? Yeah. He is. Yes. I'd probably gamble with Michael Porter just to have like kind of a superstar in the mix, a potential superstar. It's kind of a, a boomer bust type of player. And hope to God that he isn't his, he's back in his high school days and not his, his um, college days. And just have that, that, that Michael Porter part of the lineup. Um, someone they've already been interested in, but you need someone that's going to bring seats into Cleveland. I think Michael Porter can kind of be that, that star if he does pan out. It's kind of a risky pick. Um, and I think Shia is kind of the more safe and, and low-risk pick, but I, I would go with Michael Porter. Interesting. I, okay, I'm going to start off by saying those two picks are the definition of letting the draft come to them, which is just tip my hat. Well done, Ramu. The Michael Porter pick is 
exactly what I think Cleveland should do. Shane, what are your thoughts? I agree 100%. I think that's the perfect pick. I mean, I don't think LeBron's staying, but if he does, I think this is the perfect fit with LeBron because Mike Porter Jr. seems like the kind of guy that um, could use some veteran leadership, to, to put it nicely. And so I think that's a perfect fit for the 10% chance that LeBron stays. And then if he leaves, I, I think that I agree with the move. You kind of take the home run pick here. And if Michael, if Michael Porter Jr. turns, you know, uh, comes out like he could, um, I, I think that this is the right pick. He's got the most uh, star potential out of anyone left on the board. So, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Ramu is just a draft expert. Well done. Yeah, Ari, thoughts? So strange. Yeah, man, it's, it's a good – I mean, honestly, I am panicking because he's essentially blown up all of my picks now. And he took all my – I think we're reading all the same articles. We just typed Perfect. in NBA into Google, so I don't know what to do. Well, with that, let's transition. The ninth pick, the New York Knicks, represented by Hari Gopal. Hari, who are you taking? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't love this pick. I'm going to take, take Wendell Carter. Wait, too. wait, wait, Hari. Wait. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. The phone oh, ring. Hello? You should, you should hello? answer. I heard a, I heard a pick. <laughs> Listen, I like. Listen, I'll 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 look at a trade. What's the trade? Ring, 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 ring. It's the Denver Nuggets, Hari. <laughs> the Denver Nuggets drafting. Where are you guys? Are you, gonna, are you, gonna are you guys even on this board? Yeah, I'm answer answering. The phone. I'm answering. How do I answer a call on a podcast? Yes, I'm answering. <laughs> oh, perfect. He's answered. That's step one. Hello. This is the this is the Denver Hello. Nuggets. Uh, okay. I would like to trade up to the ninth pick. Okay. In return, I would like to give you the 14th pick and Gary Harris. That's uninspired. I'm going to take Wendell Carter with this pick. What? <laughs> I think he's oh. oh. Okay. Wendell Carter to New York. As if Listen, I believe... I believe that they are going to be able to um, build this team around Wendell Carter. This is now my new life. It's saying that this is 100% going to happen. I have no You're other out on Porzingis? No, I think you just play. I'm playing this Hawks game where we just draft a bunch of big guys that have them stand in the lane. That's why that's, we're all behind <laughs> the strategy now, Shane. My new strategy is I a do bunch not of guys have them stand with their arms up. This is the Shane... Foster strategy. It's draft a bunch of big guys, have one get hurt, have him sit quietly, and then have the other three stand the line. I'm I'm on board with the strategy. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Wendell Carter. Uh, you know, Hari, I actually like don't hate the pick. I think Porzingis like doesn't really like playing the five. Like he was like Anthony Davis early in his career, where he's like, I don't want to bang down low. I just want to hang out on this perimeter and shoot. And like Wendell has a nice back to the basket game and can guard like bigger guys. So I think to keep Porzingis happy makes sense, and he might be out this next year, so Wendell Carter can float around. You have a hole at center, but uh, plus I think I think I don't, it's an interesting strategy for the for the Knicks who are playing. If you look at like Kristaps and Frank, are looking at like sort of two decent defenders, and if you add sort of a third rim defender, I think like I'm not going to say that they're going to all of a sudden become this you know shut down defense, but I think like it's an interesting strategy to build in this direction rather than like trying to build <laughs> another shooting team. Fair enough. Okay. Well, let's move on to the 10th pick, also represented by Hari Gopal. And I'm really curious to see where you go with this one, which is the Philadelphia 76ers. All right. Well, I know exactly who I'm going to take because one, so I'll sort of explain my strategy. One, uh, I think the Philadelphia 76ers are in a good position. They played very well last year. Uh, they are you know, a team that just needed to gel a bit. They have all the pieces they need. Two, I would be remiss if I went through this whole thing and didn't talk about my own alma mater. So I am going to draft with this pick. I'm going to take Josh Okogie from Georgia Tech oh my with God. this pick. Oh, my God. I think well, what listen, just happened? Listen, <laughs> I think you want to score off the rails. Okogie is the guy. He's, he's going to be a, a player at the next level. Georgia Tech players always do well at the next level. Look at Iman Shumpert. Look at Stefan Barbary. Look at what he's doing in China. He's got his own shoe. It's, 
mass produced for, for people who are very cheap. I, I think Georgia Tech people do well. He's, he, listen, he, again, talking about a guy who dragged his team by himself, Josh Okogi did it. Any game that we won is because of Josh Okogi. Every game we lost is because he disappeared off the floor. So he's got, he's like, reminds me exactly of Iman Shepard. Uh, I'm going to take Josh Okogi with this pick. That is fascinating. Fascinating, fascinating. That's a nice word uh, for it. You might, whoever <laughs> is in Brian Colangelo's seat, may also get fired as soon as he says Josh Okogi's name. Uh, but hey, listen, Josh Okogi up up on the boards. People like him a lot for some reason. He's doing good uh, workouts. Everyone's been raving about his workout. Oh, come on, at least get a little that's bit. That's all you have to. I mean, that's all you have to do now. A in little bit of is, is just say a lot of people are saying it, or a lot of people like him <laughs> now, and then you can say whatever you want after that. Yep, that's pretty <laughs> much <laughs> true. I just I didn't want to go and let one of you guys take Josh Okogi from me. That's all that matters. Oh, don't worry. I, I don't think you had to worry about it. We're not drafting till 25 tonight. <laughs> Listen, he's going to be great. Oh, great is just such an extreme overstatement, but that's fine. <laughs> um, on to pick number 11, the Charlotte Hornets. Michael Jordan's team himself, represented again by our friend and draft master, Ramu Anomaly. Ramu. Who you taking at number uh, number eleven? Oh, have we lost Ramu? Ramu trading the pick. I'm gonna draft another Georgia Tech person for him. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm on. I'm on mute. Uh, Harley, what other picks does do the Seventy Sixers have? The Seventy Sixers have another. Uh, I don't know if they have any other picks. Do they have any other picks? Not in this. No, podcast, they do. Though. Not in this podcast, though. Not on this podcast. Okay, that's good. Is that that's what we're fair. talking about? I, I, I just wa- I wanted to give you redemption, and maybe I'll give you a trade for, for Fultz and another pick. But, you know, let me, let me just move on. Um, he's still on the board, so my next pick is going to be Shia. Uh, this is a guy Shia. that so is Alexander. Yeah. This is a safe pick for a club that has notoriously been uh, – Malik Bunk has underperformed. We thought that he was going to be better. Uh, Frank Kaminsky has underperformed. We thought he was going to be better. This is a club that has had um, some terrible picks in the past. And hopefully and Michael Bullen can get out of his own way. You think so? I, I, I think this is a safe pick with, with Shia. Um, either him or Sexton, but I'm going to go with Shia Alexander. I'd love to see what you guys think, plus or minus on him. I mean, all right, so here's what I like. I like the Kemba Walker walks, and, like, we find our, our next point guard. Um, I like that. I like that. You need a secondary playmaker because when Kemba sat, like we relied on Nicholas Batum, who doesn't really get it done. And so those two, to me, are both are both pluses. Where I thought was interesting that you said it is Colin Sexton seems, I don't know, he just kind of seems like he's there for you. Um, you know, Kemba's on a good deal. He's like a tradable asset because he's a $12 million expiring contract this upcoming season. So if you do really need to go get, um, like, if you do want to move him and, like, give Sexton a little bit more playing time, you could do that this season. But I don't know. I, I say all that in that, like, I don't hate the pick. Um, but I think there's, like, a couple other directions you could go, especially if they're trying to win now. The Shane? other thing that I oh, – Hari? Hari, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, one of the things I thought was really interesting, especially for Shia Alexander, because I don't think he – I think he's fine. I, I agree with exactly what um, Samin said. Um, but what's really interesting is that you guys, the report yesterday is that the Raptors are interested in trading into the first round to go and get him. And they say everyone is on the table, including Kyle Lowry. And I would much rather oh. have Kyle Lowry on my team than have okay. Gilgius Alexander, right? Okay, apparently, apparently people didn't like my pick. I'm taking my pick back. No, no, no. No, no it's not no, the I heard you can't do I'm, that. I'm giving I'm giving somebody a call. Nope, it's on the board. <laughs> I'm, giving, I'm gonna give somebody a call real quick. I'm gonna give no, somebody a call real quick. I'll point out one thing, which trade. I actually didn't appreciate until I did a little bit of quick research. He shot forty percent from three last season. Um, albeit on sixty attempts, so you know, maybe two attempts a game, but damn, that's like better than I thought. I thought he was like more of like a rim like finish at the rim kind of guy. 
All right, I take it back. This ring, is the ring, 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 Foster, oh, wow. Atlanta Hawks. Oh, hello, Ramu. Good to hear from you. Oh, Good. He loves Good collecting big guys. He's going to love this one. Uh, <laughs> you know, How can I get your hand? Shane, I'm, I'm, I want to hear, if you're interested in trading for my pick in trade for Bazemore, the 30th and the 34th in the Hawks. Yeah. Um, as the Atlanta Hawks GM. So you would get Bays, the 30th pick, the 34th pick, and I would get 11. That's right, sir. Oh, and yeah, MKG. And MKG to make the shit. money work. Yeah, let's yep. do this. All right, let's move on. Go ahead. Oh, my God. Oh, I, need oh, I need to make a pick. You are deliberately undermining my favorite team. That's why I picked Okogi for the Sixers. I will take down your favorite team if you take down mine. I refuse to let my team be held hostage by this madman. There's a lot of good bigs still on the board, Hari. Okay, I'm gonna, hold on. I'm going to pause. I'm gonna pause. Stop drafting them. I'm going to pause and recap okay. for the listeners. The 11th pick was... Shai Jones Alexander, Adam Silver accidentally read the wrong envelope. He's now yep. gone back to check with the Charlotte, who have now traded the 11th pick to the Atlanta Hawks for Ken Bazemore, 30th and 34. And they are sending, I'm going to correct for Ramu as a friend, Cody Zeller instead of Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Shane, are you still doing the trade? Yes. Cody Zeller's on a four year, $13 million a year. He has three years left on his contract. That's fine. Okay. I, want, I want talent. I'll, I'll make the money work. I just want talent. I don't have so many rookies on my team that it won't matter who the other contracts are because everyone else is going to be making $3 million a year. I agree. All right. You're on the board, Shane, at pick number 11 with the All right. Hawks. So uh, we're going to go out on a limb and go for a guard in one of these positions. So uh, looking at Colin Sexton, looking at Lonnie Walker, uh, maybe a little Zaire Smith. Um, but out of those three, um, I'm, I'm going to – I'll I'll kick us off, and I will go uh, – I'll go Colin Sexton here. Colin Sexton. The computer. Yeah, I, I think – well, According to you, Colin Sexton is only one spot ahead of Josh Okoge. Well, how was, my, how was mine a bad pick? And Shades is being applauded. We better go, we better destroy Shane on this pick. Oh, don't worry. No, no, no. Let hear me out. Hear me out. So Schroeder is not in the long term plans for my Atlanta Hawks. I don't need his attitude around. Um, and so what I want is, is someone that can run a pick and roll with my bigs. Uh, is is going to be a leader? Is going to you know just kind of be a dog out on the court? And I, I think Colin Sexton showed that. I think, obviously, the, the big question for him is can he shoot the three? And if he can be respectable from three, if he can get up to a 36% shooter, then I think he's absolutely worth, worth the pick. He's strong. He's going to play good defense. Uh, he's got a little Patrick Beverly to him, uh, which if I can get Patrick Beverly I, I'm, you know, that can shoot and, and run a team, uh, I definitely want that. And so, uh, so I feel good about taking Colin Sexton here at 11 uh, with my other six centers that I have on the roster. Interesting. Hari, I'll let you go first. Uh, I think this is, this is a fine pick in the same way I think, like, Okogi is a fine pick. Like, I think he'll have one or two good nights or, like, a few good nights and, like, we'll put people in seats maybe, but, like, because he's a hometown kind of guy, because he's nearby Atlanta, but... Outside of that, like, I don't think this is some, like, spectacular, amazing pick that I'd be excited for. I'm already, like, distraught at all the other picks that the Hawks have done, so whatever. <laughs> Clearly blowing okay. up my team, so what's the point of it all? Interesting. Fair enough. Um, here's what I'll say about this context and pick, is that, like, I actually don't think he's a very good passer. Like, he averaged three and a half assists per game in college uh, on two and a half turnovers per game. Like, he's, like... Is he really that much different than Dennis Schroeder in the sense of, like, Schroeder can get like get buckets and get points, but, like, we all wish that he played a little bit more defense and that he was a better passer. And I don't really see this as that different 
of a player than Schroeder. So I don't know. I, I think if you're going to go point guard here, I actually like where Moosehead was at, which like Shy Gilders Alexander, who like at least proved he can play make, um, seems like a, a pretty solid pick. The difference here is that Colin Sexton plays defense. The difference between him and Schroeder. Schroeder didn't care about playing defense. And so that, that's okay. the main. I mean, he's six one and a half and a six seven wingspan. So, I mean, his two comps on ESPN are, are Patrick Beverly and Eric Bledsoe. So, you know, the goal here with this pick is definitely uh, that, that point of contact defense so, uh, or point of attack defense. So, yeah, I, I think that's, you know, I, I think Shy is definitely a fit here. Um, but, I, I, you know, I think Colin Sexton is someone that if I can get me a Patrick Beverly similar player, that, then that's who I want here. All right. Fair enough. Um, on to the, we'll do them together. The 12th and 13th pick for the Los Angeles Clippers, both represented by Shane Conlon. Shane, you're Jerry this'll, West, you're Doc quick. Rivers, you're Lawrence Frank, you're all of them, baby. What are you doing with 12 and 13? This will be quick. So thought about Miles Bridges and Kevin Knox here, but I have Tobias Harris, which I think is, he's pretty close to both of them. Um, and so, what I'm looking at here is a brand new backcourt, uh, trying to get rid of Doc Rivers' kid as soon as I can. Um, and so I'm going to real quick take Shy Gilgis Alexander and Lonnie Walker off the board, one, two, and call it a night. Wow. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Um, all right. First, tell me why Shy Gilgis Alexander over – I'm trying to think of the other kind of like key point cards. Um I just took and the last one, really. Yeah, I guess it is Colin Sexton and, and him at sort of the top two, huh? Yeah. I mean, but but you have Patrick Beverly. Yeah, and Patrick Beverly's 31, 32 years old. And so I think it, it's definitely fair to draft a point guard of the future here. And, and on Thursday, I wouldn't be surprised at all if L.A. walks away with one of Colin Sexton or, or I don't think he'll just Alexander will actually last two, uh 12 on Thursday night, but... Uh, I definitely think they walked away with their kind of point card of the future here. Um, and then, you know, they got Tobias Harris, which I think is a pretty decent. So you, you could have gone in a, a lot of different directions. You could have gone Kevin Knox here. Uh, you could have gone, you know, Zaire Smith or Miles Bridges. But I like Lonnie Walker here. I think, you know, if he is a decent shooter, a hell of an athlete, I think this is more of a, a potential fit. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm, I'm rolling, rolling with that backcourt of, of SGA and Lonnie Walker. I like my Lonnie favorite Walker. Lonnie. Good. Oh, Good. I was going to say, my favorite Lonnie Walker fact is that he thinks that the earth is not flat, but rather is an illusion. He just thinks it's an illusion <laughs> that we all live in. Well, there's so one other guy. I definitely a, want running my offense. There's only one other NBA comp for weird earth theories. So if we go by that route, he's the next Kyrie Irving. That's great. That's true. That's, That's a good excellent great. point. Um, all right. On to the last pick of the lottery, which is the Denver Nuggets just missing out on the playoffs, landing at the 14th pick, with represented by yours truly. And I'll be honest in saying if they are at this position with these people on the board, I think Denver has to be ecstatic. Um, so I'll give you the three guys I have my eyes on, all of which, one of which I thought might be gone, the other two I wasn't really worried about. Miles Bridges from Michigan State, who is just a freak athlete, can shoot, can dribble, lefty, come in, win now kind of guy. Uh, the second is Dante DiVincenzo. Did y'all not watch the National Championship? This kid can play. And third is Low-key, out of Cincinnati, mainly because I scouted him a lot when I was working for U of H, Mr. Jacob Evans. So I'll give my thoughts on all three, and I'll tell you who I'm taking. The first is Jacob Evans is a player. He, uh, he probably didn't get to on national TV very much, but the things I know about Jacob Evans are he's incredible with both left and right hand. In college, he drove 48% of the time with his left and 52% of the time with his right. He's a right-handed player and averaged – a little over 0.7 points per drive, um, not a, including essentially like dead possessions, which ranked amongst the top of his team in drives. So Jacob Evans, I'm a big fan of. Dante DiVincenzo, C, National Championship box score. 
And Miles Bridges, I think, feels kind of like Donovan Mitchell in that, like, he's like a freak athlete, um, sophomore coming out of school, and I think in the right system, like, really, really helps you now. So all that to say, I'm going to go with Miles Bridges, but I think if Denver lands in this position, I think they have to be ecstatic. Um, Not to mention their general manager has been, like, an excellent, excellent drafter. And so between well, not, the uh, not last year, who was last year's pick? Well, they traded for they traded out of their pick to get Trey Lyles instead of Donovan Mitchell. So that's what I've been hearing that a lot. Is everyone loves uh, everyone loves the Denver GM and he's been an amazing drafter. And yeah, you know he's hit on Jokic, he's hit on you know maybe Jamal Murray. Gary Harrison's a good player. He he, he screwed up last year big time. Ah, uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think, like, Hernan Gomez and Malik Beasley have both also worked out. Um, have they? Yeah, Hernan Gomez. Beasley's done, Beasley's done nothing in the NBA. Yeah. Fair. I mean, Trust I don't me, know. I know. He's I, a Florida State guy. Uh, yeah. He, but, like, he's better than Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, everyone is better than Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> like, Who are you trying healthy? to trade up? Who were you trying to trade up with New York to get where you were going to let go of Gary Harris? For me, I actually was really interested in getting Wendell Carter Jr. to, to pair him with Jokic because I think Wendell Carter can face the floor. And, like, this Paul Millsap thing is, like, interesting, um, but he's, he's on the last year of his deal, and I'm actually a big fan of Wendell Carter. I think he was underutilized at Duke. I think, like, Marvin Bagley kind of took away from what potentially he can do. So I think, for me, like, I thought Wendell Carter, like, falls into sort of the same class as, like, the Michael Porter, like, back end of that first tier, like, early, excuse me, back end of that second tier, early part of that third tier. And, like, the Gary Harris thing, like, I get that you had to sign him because you need a two-guard, but... Like, are we sure he's, like, the right two-guard next to Jamal Murray? Because Jamal Murray is, like, a point guard, but he's a little oversized. And I don't know. I'm, like, not a big Gary Harris guy. Like, I think he's good, but he's not, like, $20 million a year good. So it was more trying to get off the money. Okay. Yeah, well, get off the money, even though, like, he is an asset in today's NBA. Like, I, I I don't disagree with that, but he's also... Like twenty three years old, six foot four, undersized two guard, um, and you know I've got him locked in for the next four years. He scored eighteen a game last year on forty nine percent from the field, forty percent from three, and eighty two percent from the line. Oof, that's those are yeah, but look at his defensive twenty year old. He couldn't guard a two guard with his life. Like I just think he's undersized. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see. I think he's undersized. I slot in Wendell Carter. I go with, you know, Wendell, Jokic, Jamal Murray. I try and make Trey Lyles work and then sign a shooting guard in free agency. That's my plan. Yeah, well, yeah. Anyway. I don't think Wendell Carter Jr. can guard fours, but I, I obviously screwed up everything tonight. And so, yeah. I, I, whatever you want to do. <laughs> oh, classic, 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 classic. Um, all right. With that, that's the draft. So, um, I'll go one more time around at least Hari and Shane and myself and ask how good I just want to ask one thing, which is do all of us agree that Luka Doncic is the best player in this draft? Hari? Yes. Shane? Yeah. Fair. I'm agree I'm I'm in agreement. I'm shocked if he doesn't be number one. The second question I want to ask is who do we think, if not Doncic or Aiton, could like sort of sneakily be the Jason Tatum of this year's draft, who was like considered a second-tier guy, but then is what appears to be the best player um, from that rookie class? All right. I am. Go- I was going to say Wendell Carter. Actually, um, I think it's he's got like. He seems like someone who would fall a little bit farther than he's supposed to and would really make a difference on, like, a team trying to make a playoff run. 
Um, I think he has like all the tools and was overshadowed a bit at Duke when he was there, but he is a really outstanding player. So um, that's my like stretch pick. But like, like I said, I've really warmed on Trey Young and I think like he's also going to be an outstanding player, but I think he's too far up to really be, a, you know, a really exciting pick for this topic. Interesting. Okay. No, I mean, I, I think obviously like the jury's out on Trey Young. So I mean, maybe he does end up being legit. Uh, Shane, who do you think, man? And then if you go, like, post the 10th pick, uh, I think that the person with the best opportunity to kind of uh, show strongly in their first season is Lonnie Walker. Um, you know, he hit, I think, 36 37% from three last year, so showing a, a little bit of a, ability to shoot. Um, and I think he's going to benefit a lot from playing in a much uh, much faster, much more open uh, style than uh, than college basketball was. So I'll, I'll say Lonnie Walker, and he was with my pitch, so obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, for me, it's like, I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued by Marvin Bagley. Like, I was a little bit out on him. Um, I'm still higher on Mo Bamba. But, like, is there a scenario where Marvin Bagley ends up being a good shooter and, like, all of a sudden is, you know, can jump out the gym, rim run, and shoot the three? I don't know. Like, that, like can handle the ball as well. Um, I love guys that are lefties. Um, obviously, it's a little biased because I'm left-handed, but... I don't know, Marvin Bagley, like, intrigues me. Um, and then outside of that, Miles Bridges. I think that guy can play. And I, I, I don't know. I've, like, looked at these Michigan State guys that have come out and have, like, all been better than what I feel like they were in college, which tells me all I need to know about that Michigan State program is if they aren't in enough, under enough heat. But, like, Draymond Green, Gary Harris turned into a good player. Um, there's one other guy that I had in my mind that – I'm blanking on right now. But anyways, some of these guys out of Michigan State, I feel like have overperformed in the uh in the NBA versus maybe what they were what they were in college. Mateen Cleve. No, uh it was uh Brian Forbes oh. now on the Spurs, which I don't know, count that for what it's worth. Um Yeah, so there we go. That's it guys. Thursday's gonna be exciting. Uh if the Atlanta Hawks do what Shane just did, I <laughs> Your phones will not stop buzzing. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna scary. be it. I'll have to turn. I'll have to throw in my SIM card. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I left this sit on top of me tonight. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And with that, boys, we are out. <laughs>